message I'd like to bring to you this morning is something that as I was reading through the Bible last year, as we encourage you all to do, a little statement hit me in Daniel, the third chapter, in verse 18, which we're going to read in a little bit. But as you know, Babylon has taken captive uh, Judah, and certain individuals were taken captive. Daniel uh, is one. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three Hebrew children, were taken captive as well. Because I believe of their faithfulness to God, God blessed them and raised them to powerful positions in the government. As Brother Moon said, you know, Brother Pence, I believe he is a child of God, saved. Praise the Lord for that. I don't think you have to compromise to get somewhere in this world. I believe you can stay faithful to God, and if God wants you in a position of authority, in a position of power, God has every ability to get you there uh, without compromising. And so I believe these men did not compromise, but Nebuchadnezzar, having an ego uh, that's bigger than this world, built an image of gold, if you read earlier in chapter 3 of Daniel, and he commanded all of the government officials, basically, that when all the musical instruments played, uh, that they would bow and worship this golden image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, did not bend their knee, did not bow uh, to this golden image. And certain of the government officials saw what they did, and went to Nebuchadnezzar and said, Oh my goodness, these three Hebrew children uh, are not bowing as you commanded to your golden image. Nebuchadnezzar brings them in and says, Is this true, what I hear? That as I commanded at the, when the music plays, that everyone would bow before the image I've made out of gold. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says it's true. Nebuchadnezzar gets irritated, gets angry. And he says, who is this God, basically, that you serve that can, that can taunt me like this? And so this is where we pick up our story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three Hebrew boys or men that have not compromised, that have stayed faithful to their God, Jehovah, in this situation to where if they do not bow to the golden image Nebuchadnezzar has made, their fate is going to be that they'll be thrown into the fiery furnace, uh, and death is the ultimate payment. And this is where we pick it up here in verse 16. Let me read 16, 17, and 18. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. And here's the statement that grabbed me as I was reading this last year. But if not. Be it known unto thee, O king that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And that's the title of the message this morning, But If Not. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, 
thank you for your mercy and truth and grace. Thank you for loving us, forgiving us. Thank you for sending your son to die in our place. Father, I pray as we look into your word this morning that you would give us wisdom, give us understanding. I pray that your spirit would work in every heart. Father, may we walk out of this place different than we walked in, closer to you, more dedicated to you. And Father, I pray that we will submit to your word this morning. I pray that your will will be done, that you would receive all the honor and glory, for we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. These three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were all alone in front of the most powerful king at that time. And I believe they could smell the smoke and see the fire. But it says in verse 16, even realizing the consequence of their action and not bowing before the image of gold would be death, they say in verse 16 that they were not careful to answer the king in this matter. They were ready to reply and they had already counted the cost and were willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice if necessary. They were willing to die for their God. That's how dedicated these three men were. They make the statement in verse 17 as we read that our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Our God, if it be His will, is able to deliver us, King Nebuchadnezzar, from all that you have planned for us. Our God is able. You do not hold anything against our God. You are not more powerful than our God. And my friends, nothing ever can and nothing ever will overthrow our God. Our God is supreme above all else. And as I said earlier, when, when the story is done, we win. God wins. Jesus wins. And we that are his children win. Our God is powerful. He is omnipotent above everyone and everything. Our God is supreme. Never forget that. But then they go on to make this awesome statement, I feel. In verse 18, but if not. Realize, they realize, if our God chooses to deliver us, he can do it. God can shut the furnace down. God can quench the fire. God is able to do that. Our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us out of that fiery furnace. But then they go and say, but if not, if our God chooses not to deliver us out of the fiery furnace, it's okay too. God's will be done. They say, but if not. Our God may not choose to deliver us, but I'm going to tell you this, true faith confesses the Lord and obeys Him regardless of the consequence. True faith confesses the Lord and obeys God despite or regardless of the consequences. I've heard this said several times in regards to, well, what would I have done if I was in the position of the three Hebrew men when the image of gold is presented, the music starts, and you're supposed to bow uh, before this golden image, what would you do? I've heard several people tell me, 
Well, we would bow our knee, but we would not bow our hearts. True faith doesn't look for loopholes. It doesn't skirt the issue. Oh, I would bow because if I die, what good am I for God? Man looketh on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. All men see, all women see, are your outward appearance. All that people would see would be you bowing before the golden image. They could not see the motive of your heart. And so true faith doesn't look for loopholes. True faith simply obeys God and knows that God will do what is best for us in that moment. You see, faith that we have in our God rests on commands and promises. It doesn't rest on arguments and explanations. Our task is to obey God and trust Him, and our God will do the rest. He will take care of us. It says in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah, the Lord Jesus, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. We must be willing as children of God to accept when God says yes to our prayers. But we also must be willing to accept when God says no to our prayers. I get excited. Like this past weekend, a week ago, driving 19 hours from Philly to Plattsmouth, Nebraska, a metropolitan area there, bastion of Nebraska. I think 10 people live there. It's going to be a, it's going to be 11 with my daughter there. So she's increasing the population by about 10 percent. We, I prayed for safety on the road because I know that. In a split moment, something bad can happen. And it could be devastating. You have some stupid driver cut you off, or I or my wife do something stupid in driving, and, and it could be devastating. But God, and many of you prayed for us, which I appreciate, you, you said so this morning. God answered that prayer for safety with a yes. And I lift my hand to God and praise Him for that answer. But what if God said no? Should I still not lift my hand and praise Him for saying no? There's been times in our life, Linda and I, that we've asked God to deliver us from a situation. A situation that was not enjoyable for us. And in certain cases, God says, yes, I will deliver you. And we praise the Lord. Oh, thank God, He delivered us. But should I not also praise Him with the same amount of passion when He doesn't deliver us? We must be willing to accept God his yes and his no's. Realizing that the ultimate goal is for God's will to be done in our lives. Our determination 
should be settled regardless of the consequences. I don't look at the consequences and then make my decision. I make my decision based on the Word of God, and then the consequences come, but that's okay. My decision is not based on the consequences. It's based on the truth of the Word of God, which will never fail us. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their attention was fixed on what was right, not the result. Too many times we make our decisions on the result of the decision instead of just making the decision what is the right thing to do regardless of the consequence. There are spiritual and emotional and physical burdens that we bear, all of us do, that God can deliver us from. And He can do so by just saying it. But I want to talk to you this morning about the statement, God, like, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace. There's no doubt in my mind God can deliver you, He can deliver me from anything physical, psychological, or spiritual that, might, that we may be battling with. God is able to deliver us. Amen? But if not, what happens when he doesn't? And I want to share with you some things we need to do, but if not, if God chooses not to deliver us. We, we see the first thing in verse 18, where it again says, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The first thing that I see is that if God doesn't deliver us, whatever it might be, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever the battle might be, that we would love to get ourselves out of, and we know that God is able to get us out of it, but He chooses not to. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, but if not, our God can deliver us, but if He doesn't, if He chooses not to, let it be known unto you, King, we are not going to worship your golden image. We are not going to serve your gods. We are going to worship and serve God Jehovah and God Jehovah only. And that's what we should have in our lives, my friends. Whether it be a physical, chronic medical condition, psychological depression, anxiety, PTSD, whatever it might be a spiritual battle that you're having. Our God can deliver us, but if not, if He chooses to allow you to stay in that battle, may we determine this morning that even if our God chooses not to deliver us, we are going to worship God alone and serve God alone. I am not going to back down. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to leave my God. I am going to stay true to my God. I am going to worship my God and Him alone and serve Him, even amidst the battle that I'm still in, that I would love to get out of. But God has chosen for me to stay with it. Secondly, I think of other individuals that prayed for deliverance and God said no. I think of John the Baptist. 
when he was in jail with Herod the king, or Herod the king had John the Baptist in jail. Because John the Baptist told Herod, Herod had taken his brother Philip's wife for himself. And that's, that's wrong. Amen? That's ungodly. John the Baptist told Herod, told a, a man of authority, what you've done is wrong. John the Baptist goes to jail. Certain circumstances happen, and John the Baptist is going to have his head cut off. Do you not think that John the Baptist sitting in the prison prayed for God to deliver him? I would. I'm th I, I don't, I mean, we're all going to pass away. We're all going to die. But I'd rather not die by being beheaded. I don't think, what I've heard, that's a pleasant way to go. I don't think John the Baptist is back there sitting in his cell with his legs crossed, biting his nails because he has nothing else to do, thinking, well, whatever. I believe John the Baptist is on his knees asking God, God, if it be your will, deliver me. But I believe John the Baptist also said, but if not. Not only am I going to serve God and worship God alone, but I'm going to want to be like John the Baptist, who is facing beheadment, if that's a word, to be beheaded. And God says, John, no, I'm sorry, I could deliver you. Peter was in jail in the book of Acts, and God sent an angel to usher Peter out of the jail. God could have done that with John the Baptist, couldn't he have? But God said, John said to God, I know you can do it, God. But if not, I'm still going to stand against sin. I'm not going to compromise the principles and the precepts of the Word of God. I'm going to stand against misconduct according to the Word of God. And so not only did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, but if not, if you don't deliver us, we're still only going to worship God, we're only going to serve God. And John the Baptist screams across the pages of Scripture that even if God doesn't deliver me, I'm still going to stand against sin. Thirdly, I think about James. Remember Peter, James, and John? That's the James we're talking about. In Acts chapter 12, verse 12, it says, And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. James was not delivered, but James stayed faithful to his God. I think of John Bunyan, who was in the Bedford jail 12 years because he preached the gospel. The Church of England, if you spoke against it, the law was you would go to jail for three months. And then at the end of your three months, you would have to make a declaration that I'm not going to speak against the Church of England and I'm not going to promote people to go to other churches. That, that was the law of the land. So every three months, they would come to John Bunyan and say, you can leave jail. You just have to make that declaration. 
John Bunyan would frequently say, if I was out of prison today, I would preach the gospel again tomorrow by the help of God. Don't you think John Bunyan prayed for deliverance? Do you not think his wife prayed for her husband to get out of jail? Do you think that his four children, one being blind, didn't pray for dad to come home? But if not, he stayed faithful. His wife stayed faithful. Their children, as far as the record shows, stayed faithful. So if God, who can deliver us from whatever it might be, if God chooses not to deliver us, may we affirm in our lives today that we are going to only serve our God, only worship our God, we are still going to stand against sin, and we are going to be faithful to the very end, even if God says no. Another thing I see in the life of Joseph, number four, is that we stay free from bitterness. Bitterness has an ugly head. And it can creep in insidiously into our lives. Joseph, for the longest time, wasn't delivered from jail, but he did not get bitter at God. He did not get bitter at his brothers. He did not get bitter at his family or others. He stayed tender to God. Well, God, you put me through this situation. You've given me this physical burden. You've given me this psychological burden. You've given me this spiritual burden. And I've begged you to alleviate it from my life. I know that you're able to, but God chooses not to be like Joseph and don't get bitter. Bitterness will tear you down. And bitterness will tear others down that you love and care for. Number five, I think of Stephen. Stephen stood for God in the book of Acts. He preached a marvelous message to a very religious, self-righteous crowd. And what did they do to him? They stoned him to death. As they threw Stephen down, picking up the stones to throw at him, I have to believe Stephen had to at least thought in his mind and prayed to his God, probably silently, God help me. God deliver me. No one in their right minds wants to be beheaded like John the Baptist, and no one in their right mind wants to die by being stoned. But God chose not to deliver Stephen. And Stephen, as he's about ready to die, says, the Bible says in Acts 7:60, and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know. Someone throwing, not rocks, but stones to kill me because I stood for God. I don't know what I would do at that moment or if I could say, God, forgive these people for what they're doing. Stephen probably wanted to be delivered from that, I would think. But God said no. And even God saying no, 
Stephen, knowing that God could have delivered him, but chose not to deliver him, Stephen still had a forgiving spirit. May we do the same. When God doesn't deliver us from whatever we are going through. Number six, and I only have 70 of these, so we're at number six. So we'll get through it, brothers and sisters. You might be asking God to deliver you from it, but we'll get through it. He will deliver when I'm done. Number six, when God says no, but if not, when God chooses not to deliver us, we should still glorify God with our lives. Paul wasn't delivered from his thorn in the flesh, but he still glorified God. It says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said unto me, God said to Paul, because Paul had a thorn in his flesh that had to be somewhat debilitating to him, Paul asked God for deliverance three times, and God said unto Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, now Paul is speaking, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So even if God doesn't deliver you from the physical, the emotional, or the spiritual battle that you're in, and God says no, but if not, Nebuchadnezzar, but if not, if my God chooses not to deliver me, my life is still going to glorify God, despite Him saying no. Number seven, and the last one. I look to the ultimate example, and that's Jesus. When God says no, we still do God's will in our life. Jesus wasn't delivered, but he still did God's will. Jesus, if you remember, asked God if there be some other way, I'm paraphrasing it, for this to be done, you know, let it be done. Jesus had a difficult task to pay for our sin. And he did ask God, if there was another way, God, God, I know you can deliver me. If there's another way, let it be, but God, not my will, but thine be done. And God did not deliver Jesus from the torture before the cross the crucifixion and his death. It, went, it says in Matthew 26, 39, and he went a little further, speaking of Jesus, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Matthew 26, 42, he went away again the second time, and prayed, saying, O oh my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And so when you're battling physically, when you're battling something psychologically, when you're battling something spiritually, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your God is able to deliver you, but he chooses not to. May we all say, but if not, 
I'm going to serve and worship God Jehovah. But if not, I will stand against sin. But if not, I am going to remain faithful. But if not, I am going to remain free from bitterness. But if not, I'm still going to have a forgiving spirit. But if not, I'm going to glorify God with my life. But if not, I am still going to desire and I'm still going to do by the grace of God His will for my life. Even if God doesn't deliver. Even when God says no, I am not going to bend, bow, or break. Whether it be a chronic medical issue. I think of our pastor with, his, with gout and migraines, thyroid cancer, atrial fibrillation, polycythemia vera, certain things that you may not know that he has. He's decided he's not going to bend, bow, or break. Can God take away gout? I believe he can. Does God need my help to take away gout? Nope. I believe God can use me to help someone with gout, but God, all, all he has to do is say, free from gout, and you're free from gout. God can do it. But if he says, no, I want you to live with it, God, okay, I'm going to live with my gout, but in my gout, I'm going to serve you and worship you. I'm going to still stand against sin. I'm still going to be faithful. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm still going to be forgiving. I still am going to glorify you. I still am going to do your will in my life. Depression, anxiety, stress, emotional struggles, financial struggles, past hurtful words or actions from other people, devastating tragic events from the past, my own stupidity, my sinful past. God could deliver us from all of that. But what if he doesn't? I know God is able, and I know God can. God can save through the fire, through his mighty hand. But if not, my hope is in God alone. Many people have a lot of sorrow and a lot of hurt from their own life, from family, from friends. You know the sorrow and you know the hurt that is deep inside you. All of that sorrow, all of that hurt could go away with just one word from God. But if not, my hope is in you alone. I'm going to stay faithful. I, I pray this morning that we're able to say along with Job in Job 13, 15, Though he slay thee, yet will I trust in him. You see, one day, maybe not today, we will be delivered from all pain and from all sorrow and from all hurt one day. It's just not today. It says in Revelation 21.4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Amen, amen, even so today, Lord Jesus. But if not today, and you're begging God, God, it hurts so bad. 
the gout, the migraine, the back pain, the arthritic pain, the rheumatoid, the lupus, the diabetes, the heart condition. It hurts now. And God, I know if you just say the word, I would be delivered. But God, but if not, I'm staying. I am not going to bend, bow, or break just because God says no. I know he can deliver me, but if not, I am bound and determined to be a child of God, to stay faithful and serve and worship only my God. So God gave me that thought as I was reading across Daniel chapter 3 sometime last week. And since that time, there's been certain things in my life and with Linda and I and our family, we ask God, and oh, we beg God for a yes. But may I praise God when he says yes, but may I praise him when he says no. May I praise God when he gives, and may I praise God when he takes away. Daniel chapter 3, verse 18. But if not, I pray today that you would affirm in your mind, I'm not bending, bowing, or breaking. Regardless of the answer I get from God, I'm going to stay faithful to my Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, if you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.